to ask, you know, what are the ingredients per se that you are bringing to this expression of strengths and what does it look like within your own expression within your own experience and within your own life that's what we're looking for is that unique expression that personality that a person is bringing to how their strengths show up our approach to interpreting strengths is based on the behaviors of individuals not a set of definitions found in a book a definition does not take into consideration your personality your strengths are detected in your vocabulary posture emotions presence attitudes and actions. Understanding that your strengths come alive in you differently from someone else gives you the freedom to interpret your strengths as a dynamic set of talents in light of your experiences, environment, and personality. Hello everyone, my name is Nathan Freeberg and today on the podcast we'll be talking about how over the past 20 plus years we've taken this behavior-based approach to our psychometric of choice, Clifton Strengths. We'll talk about why we've taken this approach, we'll define what a behavior-based approach even is, and also share some examples and provide insight for how you might be able to take your own behavior-based approach in understanding your strengths. Whether you're learning about your strengths or helping others on their strengths journey, this approach is effective for the interpretation and application of strengths. So keep listening. You're listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Hello, Brian and Linda. How are you today? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Great, Nathan. How are you doing? Uh, I am fantastic. I'm making one of my most favorite new recipes for dinner tonight. What? I, I want to play a game. I want you to, I, well, I want you to guess. Okay, let's okay, play so here's, here's, I'm going to give you, let's see, I'll give you three ingredients and you have to try to guess what I'm making. Toast. Are you ready? You have to, he has to tell you the ingredients. <laughs> I haven't given you the ingredients yet. <laughs> Silly goose. All right, I have, I have chicken, I have oil, hmm. and I have garlic. Ooh. What do you think I'm making? Fried chicken. Chicken fingers. It's a good guess. Both wrong. Hummus. Do you want me to? Do you want me to give you another? Gu- you want me to give you another guess? Hum- hummus. Chicken you want another hummus. guess. Another ingredient. Yeah, give me another ingredient. This is fun. Okay. Wait. Okay. Rice. No. What do you got? No. Oil. Chicken. Oil. Yep. Chicken yep. and garlic. I think is what I. Told yeah, you, you did. So garlic. Far. I didn't like. Okay. Yeah. Now what? Okay. So right now you're thinking. I heard fried chicken, chicken fingers. Chicken fingers. I'm sensing some sort of like fried uh, southern theme. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, of? Yeah. yeah, maybe. Comfort okay. Food. Soy sauce. Ooh. What? Mmm. That, that threw me a little bit. <laughs> not coconut aminos. Actually, yeah, <laughs> coconut aminos. But for the purpose of this, I did not want to <laughs> distract. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, chicken fried rice. <laughs> no. Linda, what do you think? Linda, what do you think? I, what do you think? I don't even. Okay, I I, I'm gonna. This has gone on too long. You guys are terrible at this game. I also have like a good guess. <laughs> eight other ingredients as well. I am making lettuce wraps. Ooh, that is a uh, Asian-inspired marinade that also includes fish sauce, uh, sugar, sriracha, vegetable oil, rice vinegar, hmm. uh, lemongrass, and then a whole bunch of stuff that we chop up into it and wow. then wrap it in that giant bib lettuce. Oh, and it is so good. Although I will say, fish sauce smells like death. But it, it ends up tasting <laughs> so, so good. good. 
What time my is mouth dinner? Is, yeah, my mouth is watering. Can we get yeah. on a plane and get to Portland well, by? Of course. Yeah, we can. I mean, actually, we're we eat a little bit like Brian in that we eat very early. I try to have dinner on the table by five most nights, just because our bedtime process takes takes forever. So why, why are we talking about food recipes today, guys? What's the what's the point of this little guessing game? <laughs> well, I think first of all, we talk we end up talking about food a lot, and and secondly, well, that's, we that's do want to use um, food preparation and the ingredients that we use to make our food as a metaphor to talk about why it is that we choose to use a behavior based approach to interpreting strengths. That's right. And what I think is interesting is that if you look at the top ten most popular ingredients in is this the world i interpret it as the twenty thousand most common recipes in the oh, world okay that's what it is yeah okay in the world, in the world. they in- include olive oil flour butter chicken sugar salt egg rice vegetable oil and when you hear that list of ingredients you're probably immediately have one or two recipes in mind Cookies. 20,000. Cookies. <laughs> I think of cookies. I don't know what, what you're thinking about. I look at that, right? Like, that's a cookie. <laughs> Brian likes a little uh, chicken in his uh, chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> but the point here that we're trying to make is that you've got uh, these common ingredients that can be applied to 20,000 different recipes. Mm-hmm. And so, similarly to strengths, when you look at someone's, certainly they're top 34 themes of strength, but definitely their top five, like you really don't know what quote unquote recipe is going to be made from that until you actually get in and uncover all the different ingredients, how those ingredients are being made. Even sometimes, you know, depending on which tool, if you're, you know, whisking something or chopping something or baking something like it just turns into something completely Completely different. So I don't know if we've butchered this metaphor or if this is we okay. still have butchered. people. You're still working. I'll on that. Butchered. Uh, All yeah. right. But don't. Thank you, Brian. So Linda, let's back up just a little bit. Why does Leadership Vision use this behavior-based approach? Well, I think we do this because as humans, we want answers. And so when we take a psychometric and we start to read the results, all of a sudden it's like, oh, they are they are mirroring back the answers. It, this this psychometric is going to tell me who I am how I interact with the world and they look for the answers, you know, in a definition and not necessarily in how it's expressed, how it's lived out in someone. And so, so oftentimes, you know, in in my first years, maybe about 20 years ago, when I was meeting people who had taken StrengthsFinder and they were talking about results, it's like, well, how could this person have Achiever and that person have Achiever? Achiever has similar ingredients, but the expression of it and the meal that will be created as a result of it will look very different. At Leadership Vision, we are obsessed with the behaviors that make up the strengths so that people feel alive and they can really identify and learn to leverage. Uh, just like, you know, you know, you know what, uh, what tool to use in the kitchen, or you know that if you're at a higher altitude, you may adjust some of your ingredients in a different way. So Brian, what would you, what would you add or how would you frame this? Well, when you bring that up, Linda, that reminds me of the early days of when we were first learning about strengths 23 years ago, when the focus was really on those talents, the attitudes and the behaviors of the strengths. That's really what we focused on was helping people understand how 
their strengths express themselves within this container or this framework of what that strength's name actually was. And that's really connected with me as a way to understand strengths because, Linda, like you're saying, when you go into that direction and really ask people how their strengths are being expressed, you really see that dynamic of their personality coming through. You see the reflections of their various life experiences and the culture they, they came up. It just seems like a different layer of color and emotion seems to come in into their description of what their strengths are when you begin to talk about what their behaviors are. Are actually like and how those behaviors are seen by other people. And that's really what got my attention is then wrestling with how do we really make these behaviors of each strength available to people? Because I really wanted to see that type of emotional and personal reaction to strengths that we did in the very early days. Because the best way that we study and we apply is to really pay attention well. And we are first-class noticers when it, when it comes to that. We're trying to pay attention to how people sit, how they shift, uh, what, you know, what makes their face light up, even if they're wearing a mask. Um, and there's this beauty that comes, and we want to highlight that today. Is it helpful sometimes to sort of share the opposite, to kind of make the point of like the definition of what we're talking about, to share... Like, well, what is the opposite of behavior-based? It's definitional-based. It's funny that we're giving a definition for behavior-based <laughs> by talking about definitional-based. What does that look like if we want to continue kind of this food preparation metaphor? Brian, I know that you spent a good chunk of your childhood working. <laughs> oh, boy. At White Castle, was it? Yes, I did work for a while at White Castle. Sliders? It wasn't a good chunk of my childhood, wow. but yes, oh, I did oh, learn sorry. what it was like to work in a fast food restaurant. And you had a significant amount of creative freedom there, correct? Zero. <laughs> you had to look a certain way, and so too did the food. So, right, right. But why? Because I think within the fast food industry or the fast food quick food industry or the quick service food. It's so like fast food, McDonald's, White Castle, quick service, Chipotle, mm -hmm. Panera, any, yep. anything that's like trying to churn out food at a consistently reasonable cost. That's what we're talking about here, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah. And all those places serve a purpose. You can get different types of food to meet different types of flavor needs or appetite needs that you have. And the great thing about those locations is you pretty much know what type of food you're going to get because it's going to be consistent. You know what price you're going to pay no matter where you are in the country that fast food or quick service restaurant is going to provide you something that's very reliable and you're going to be satisfied once you experience that to us is like a definition based approach to interpreting strengths. We do the same thing. It's useful and it's applicable. But then there's also other types of restaurants that you may choose to go to uh, because you have different appetites or you want to explore a different culinary experience or a different cultural application to food. And that's more akin to how we take a, our behavior-based approach to interpreting strengths. Because in many cases, you have similar or even the same ingredients that are in the fast food quick service as you would in a different type of restaurant. But the outcome or the food that's produced from these chefs is completely different than a fast food or a quick service. That's what we really like to explore with this behavior base is to, to ask, you know, what are the ingredients per se that you are bringing to this expression of strengths and what does it look like within your own expression, within your own experience and within your own life? That's what we're looking for is that unique expression, that personality that a person is bringing to how their strengths show up. 
I mean, in that same vein, when you have those same whatever ingredients, if you always approach, now going to strengths now, just look at someone and say, oh, you have these certain things that automatically means this. I think it's such a disservice in a, to your point earlier, it does kind of have a place in some sense, maybe to get the ball rolling or to get things started. But if it starts and ends there, then you're always going to be left with bean burritos and hot sauce versus some more, you know, uh, tasty, healthy, like a fancier type of Latin cuisine. Yep. And when we talk to people about their strengths, there's, it just brings such excitement to me when I'm talking to someone about how it is that they're seeing their strengths come alive. In that process, I'm not trying to bend that person's experience of their strengths towards a definition of a strength. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to open my understanding to how their strength looks and sounds and behaves within their context and within their relationships. That's why I think the, the difference is there are some people that do need the guidance of that foundational understanding of what a definition brings. But then many people are also looking for that statement of, you know, well, this is what makes me unique. Can you help me understand why this strength is so unique to me? That's really where our conversations come to life. And a lot of times we like to put people right into their context, just like we would say, all right, well, what do these ingredients look like in your kitchen? What do these ingredients look like at your, you know, workplace, mm -hmm. uh, or when you used to stand in line at, you know, some, some restaurant for your quick lunch break, or uh, what it looks like at a fine dining restaurant. Context shapes everything. Environment has, has so much to do with how your strengths will show up differently, as well as how different ingredients in this metaphor will actually come to life. Yeah. Because you know, Nathan, people... They, they want to have their life filled with meaning and unique experiences, and strengths can give people a lens to help them interpret their unique experiences and their, their life context. And to see people come alive, that's the gift that I think our approach is giving. You see, Nathan, I'm not sure about you and Malia, like when you guys watch TV, if there's any like discussion on what you watch. Um, you know, like, I will admit, you know, there are some times where I really like to watch shows like, you know, about, you know, how ball bearings are made or something. And there are times where, you know, Linda likes to watch hospital shows, which I'm not too keen on. So we each have our own little niche. But you know what, Nathan, there are times when, you know, Linda and I do watch cooking shows that we both sure. enjoy watching. And I don't know about you, Linda, but for me, I like watching the chefs work with the ingredients. I, I like that process. But what I really like is when the judges taste something and their faces light up, like they're totally surprised by the flavors and the textures and what goes into what is being made on that plate. That's what I, you know, compare it to when we're talking mm -hmm. to people about their unique strengths is when they begin to express and they begin to make those connections and their face lights up because they realize, you know what, I have something unique here. Mm -hmm. I now have a better understanding of who I am. That's really mm -hmm. the joy that we find when people are understanding their strengths through their behaviors, mm -hmm. attitudes, and emotions. And you have the when, capacity to make it taste really good, you know, yeah. to know that what you have been given is a gift to that <laughs> that recipe, um, but there's a lot of factors that come into play. And how often have we been meeting with a client? You know, they get their strengths report and they're like, this is, no, this does not resonate with me. Um, using the, 
uh, analogy, the recipe that I'm going to be making tonight, for me, it'd be like, you want me to put fish sauce in this? No, I'm not. I don't connect with that. It's like, well, but also, and this is maybe where we can transition to talk a little bit about talents. It's like, well, there's just a little bit of fish sauce. And when you combine that with the sugar, sriracha, vegetable oil, soy sauce, rice vinegar, chopped garlic, et cetera, et cetera, and grill it, it actually creates this other thing. And sometimes I wonder when, you know, when people hear they have such and such a strength and they just read that first definition, perhaps their initial thought is one of like, I don't get it. That's not me. No. But then you go deeper and uncover more of the quote unquote ingredient. It's like, oh yeah, actually these, you know, six out of the 10 of these things, I'm actually right, right on board. So talk a little bit about talents, how that's like, I don't want to say the secret ingredient in this because I feel like maybe that's pushing this corny, (laughs) the puns a little too far, but Brian, you're nodding your head. Yeah. Nathan, your example is correct in that uh, people will often read the definition of their strength and light up. They'll, they will often have right. that connect that connection. They will also often have a disconnection based on not the definition per se, but one or two sentences. And what we know is that strengths show up as a collaboration between a lot of different behaviors. And those behaviors working together create a strength. And those behaviors are called talents in the Gallup strengths world. And so even one specific talent, as it's written in a definition, can cause someone to trip up and say, this is not me. And that is completely expected. That's human behavior for us to focus on something that doesn't quite um, have the harmony with all the other notes that are being played. And we want to recognize that. And so often what happens, I know that Linda and I do this all the time, is that when someone gets tripped up like that and they discredit one of their strengths, often then we will start like kind of peeling back all the different layers of what we know about that strength, all the different behaviors that we've heard, the different attitudes and feelings that we've heard around that strength. And that's when things begin to light up for them. And that's when we look to other strengths as well. Uh, what are the talents of other strengths that are coming into play that are mixing? Um, because it's maybe more of one and just a little bit of another, just like you were saying in your recipe, Nathan. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, I really don't want to butcher this. Let's not. That's even, I, that's, we're that's playing even a lot point. of it. But you think about like this recipe, how much of certain ingredients go in, at what time in the cooking process, you think of a person's themes, you know, their entire profile. And that's really where you have to unpack it. You have to sit and understand the context. You have to understand the environment, like the relationships, all the ways they interact, which can be a long process. But once you do, there's like all these aha moments that come on for people like, oh yes, this is how I behave in these different situations. And differently in these situations, it's very different from my colleague or friend or spouse that has maybe a similar strengths mix. Yes. So our challenge would be to notice. Notice how your behaviors show up. Notice and make some comparisons to maybe how your different talents are at play compared to you know, like using this metaphor to understand, oh, it's because I do this and I like that. And I want more of this here and less of that there. And I think it's not just understanding it. I think it's starting with just notice, notice, pay attention, and and then you'll start to understand. 
Nathan, one of the ways I think that we can kind of land this for our listeners is to, to ask them, like, think of one of your strengths. And when you think about the behaviors, like answer these questions. What does that strength look like? What does that strength feel like? What does that strength sound like? When does that strength react? In what context does that strength come alive? When you begin to answer those simple questions, your answers are the actual behaviors, attitudes, feelings, and beliefs of that strength. When we ask people those simple questions, what does that strength look like, sound like, feel like, believe like, they begin to light up when they begin to express themselves. And that, to me, is just the most simple way to understand what the behaviors are, because you know them. You know them better than we do, and all we have to do is ask that question. Well, thank you so much, Brian Linda. I'll um, look for you guys around five o'clock for dinner. Wonderful. Maybe you could put awesome. the recipe. Maybe you could put the recipe in the show notes. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. a great idea. That's a great oh, idea. I like that. Yeah, and thank you, listeners, for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, about understanding more as it relates to our behavior-based approach, and maybe applying this to yourself or your team, you can check the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Nathan. (laughs) I'm Nathan Freeberg. I'm Linda Shubring. (laughs) And I'm Brian Shubring. And on behalf of our entire team, thanks 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 for for listening. Bon appetit. If you're going to put your your recipe in the show notes, if that's your favorite recipe, I want to put my favorite recipe in the show notes for like uh, toast with melted cheese. I want to put that in there too. That seems like a simple recipe. (laughs) Okay, Brian, I'll uh, put your cheese bread recipe in there. Step one, get bread. Step two, put cheese on it. Toast it. Step three, toast it. No, toast with melted cheese. Oh, toast with melted cheese. How do you melt the cheese? Must microwave toaster oven.